The Art of Relationships radio show is protected and copyrighted. No use in full or partial is to be used without written consent from Greg Dzinski or The Art of Relationships. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor Greg Dzinski's, also known as Master G, The Art of Relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G. Welcome, everybody, to Sunday Night. This is the Art of Relationships radio show, and of course, I'm your host, Greg Dzinski, or a.k.a. Master G. Gonna talk, spice it up a little bit, and knows that are interested or fascinated in kink. <laughs> or, as the title of the show tonight, Fifty Shades of Filth, or is it of your desire? Going in with the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy, and I'm going to talk about a little bit, an uh, old movie that James Spader was into, The Secretary, talks about, you know, domination, submissive, uh, bondage, of course, discipline, Maybe a little bit of S&M in there. And how many people think this is a little bit too risque? Like I said, it's filthy, whacked. Or how many people think it's okay? Everybody knows that thin line between love and hate? Maybe pain and pleasure. Uh, again, welcome everybody. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. Feel free to call in. Keep me awake this evening, especially with this juicy topic, uh, 586-840-8608. Again, that's 586-840-8608. And you can join me on live chat. Shoot me out your questions. I'd love to hear your comments on this one. And the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy, I mean, it was phenomenal. You know, book sales. Uh, everybody, you know, electronic edition, you name it. And teaching human sexuality, it was nonstop talk about the books, about, you know, the characters, Christian J's control fetishes, and Anna, or, you know, formal name Anastasia, the literature student of the trilogy, you know. And was she a victim? Was she manipulated? Was she controlled? Or did she actually love it? Did she love to chase? How many people, what was the consumption with the trilogy? What was the consumption with the books? The first one, the Fifty Shades of Grey, right? What were, what was the hook? And people might, it cracks me up. Most women, a lot of women read these, right? Some guys, of course, read the books as well. Uh, on assistance of their wives, girlfriends, whoever. Or uh, maybe their own fascination, whatever, trying to get their hook with women, too. But what is the, you know, are there boundaries between, you know, the bondage and being submissive and S&M as the 50 grades of sheer, uh, 50 grades of gray, sorry, 50 shades of gray. There we go. 
And, you know, what was the hook that so many women were consumed about this? Was it because, you know, Christian was so, if you want to say, obsessed with controlling Anna and went out of his way to sort of consume her? Was that the hook or was it actually getting spanked on the ass? <laughs> you know, spanked, the difference, you know, maybe a little bit of pain equals pleasure. So welcome tonight again. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. This is your host, Greg Dzinski, also relationship and sex expert, licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. Welcome. Thank you for all your support. Now, you know, a lot of books, you know, how many women would feel safe enough playing Anna's role, being consumed? You know, all the women get wrapped up in the fantasy, the romance aspect. Christian J., you know, he's forever wealthy, powerful, attractive, you know, the hook is there. Women already might see that, right? Attractive, wealthy, oh baby, I want him, right? But what about his sort of sadistic side, wanting to control, wanting the power, and maybe getting into, you know, making Anna feel pain and sort of Bringing out that pain also sort of highlighted or enhanced her ability to feel pleasure. And what was it with him that his maybe attraction to inflict pain, where did that pleasure come from? You know, everybody assumes, you know, people in these s and bondage, dominatrix relationship, you know, they were abused. They were beat up as kids, you know, ridiculed, teased very abusive relationships and that's not that's not the case at all and you look at you know how many people out there give you something to think about that women that are submissive as Anna in the storyline mentions that they're typically weak they're typically maybe yes dear yes dear they're doormats right weakness submissive they equal the same thing ah not not in the least. Believe it or not, a lot of women that are in submissive relationships or maybe submissive sexual relationships might be a better term, that are in the bondage, discipline, whatever. Believe it or not, they are very sexually confident. They tend to be the most sexually confident and comfortable with their own sexuality. Believe it or not. A lot of women might be afraid to be that submissive. To be able to enjoy the difference between pleasure and pain. Oh boy. Pleasure and pain. Sorry. Twist a tongue. Um, so you look at these aspects. Some people only look at this 50 shades of filth. Or is it one that intensifies, enhances your desire? And what is it the uh, desire? The little bit of maybe a little bit of pain or the tenseness from nipple clamps? Or getting spanked on the ass. That little sort of naughty girl, right? That little bad girl. You're bad. Do you like that? And how many people are willing to let themselves go with that? I'm not saying it's for everybody. Again, you know, the S&M with the, you know, the 50, 50 Shades trilogies. It's definitely not for everybody. But you wonder, what the fantasies kick? And what was the hook that women around the world couldn't put these books down. They could not put these books down. So what was the hook? Did they totally ignore 
you know, maybe the sadism, the masochistic, submissive episodes or events. Did they sort of ignore those, or were they enticed by them, or was it the chase? Was it the chase in the obsessive nature of being chased that someone wanted you that bad, that deeply? That Was that the hook that kept women around the globe following the Fifty Shades? And everybody knows, this is why probably a reason I'm touching on this after a couple of years after the book's been out. Everybody knows, I think, the Fifty Shades of Grey the actual movie is coming out, believe it or not, February 13th in some areas on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2015, at least, you know, in the States, in the U.S. So, you know, the, they're letting little trailers out. They're trying to hook people and, of course, to go and see this. So I want you to sit back. Maybe relax. Ooh, maybe if you want to get tense a little bit, give me a call, 586-840-8608. Give me your thoughts. Give me your insights. If you think it's totally trash, that women like this are not as strong as I'm saying they are regarding their own sexuality. Ooh, and I love a good debate. <laughs> so, give me a call. Join me on, tra- on uh, chat. And I'll be back uh, shortly, and we're going to get more in-depth in maybe the lifestyles of the submissive bondage discipline. And a little bit of the book, uh, the book, the trilogies, and also talk about the movie, old movie, The Secretary with James Spader. That sort of came out in a little bit of a way, the little teaser, the unemotional aspect uh, James Spader wrote played very... Very similar to the Christian Grey uh, character. So maybe, you know, the author of the 50, you know, James, the author of the 50 Shades trilogy, maybe took note, maybe borrowed a little bit from the secretary, James Spader uh, character. So I'm going to hit up on this. Get ready to get hot, get spiced up. And please give me a call again. I'd love to hear your insights and uh, what your thoughts on this. And I love to hear from people out there that maybe are currently in a submissive or bondage sexual, you know, relationship or they practice this and what their thoughts and what their insights are. Again, you know, this is very generalized. Everybody's different. There are absolutely, uh, you know, individualistic traits with this, but this is going to be generalized. Some things apply, but majority apply to the general. There's always an exception. I'll be right back in a couple minutes. I appreciate you uh, listening in, and I'm going to be talking to you in a few minutes. Everybody take care. Hold tight. Check out PPRNlive.com. They have shows every Tuesday, Wednesday evening from 7 to 10 p.m. You want some hilarious hosts? Hilarious guests plus upcoming new stars of the band Future. Check out PPRNlive.com. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. She has hand-painted, uh, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay on Facebook.
Welcome back, everybody. This is the Art of Relationship Show with uh, Greg Dzinski, licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, specializes in relationships and sexual challenge. Uh, check out my Facebook page, of course, the Art of Relationships. Also, check out my website at the same name, nerdrelationships.guru. That's G-U-R-U. Uh, talking about, you know, the Fifty Shades trilogy, trilogy, the movies coming out, basically, Valentine's Day. How special. And how many people out there are actually going to see the movie? So let's be rated PG-13 is and that could always change as we know it's still we still got quite a few months to go but that with the the trilogy and the content it's weird and surprising that it's pg-13 i think they want to keep it that way because they want to hook young teenage uh, girls into it too um but we'll see maybe they'll tap it back up to our so talking about you know it all surrounded, you know, the chase, right? Christian would maybe sort of chase, manip- manipulate, or maybe you think it's manipulate, Anna, you know, in the trilogy series, primarily the, F- the Fifty Shades of Grey, the first book of the trilogy. And, you know, you look at the content, you know, when right from the interview to, you know, going from the bar scene in the book and the of course, the red room of pain, and you look at, you know, what was the hook? What was the dynamics here? You know, you look at the the character traits of Christian. He didn't like to be touched, right? He liked to touch and inflict maybe pain and pleasure, uh, but he didn't like to be touched. Sort of ironic, huh? He was controlling, so maybe that this was his way of maintaining that control, and he didn't want to get in a vulnerable aspect, but he loved to control. But he also, in a weird way, he was a romanticist, and he also liked to please Anna. So, you know, was it, you know, a lot of people said it's all about him, but also, was it about both of them, about the character Anna as well? You look at, you know, this type of relationship, there's so many terms that are used, you know, S&M, B&D, and more descriptive, talking about bondage, discipline, domination, right, submission, sadism, masochism. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time trying to define all those terms. You can look them up, but I think most people might know, you know, bondage, discipline, might, uh, domination, uh might involve, of course, controlling, absolutely, uh, tying up, you know, the handcuffs, uh, leather restraints, you name it. And, you know, you get more with the sadism and stuff, you get more ridiculing, belittling, criticizing, you know, the whips, chains type aspect can definitely play a role where you try to humiliate uh, your partner in a way, and they sort of get off on it. And it's, it's, like I said, dismissive role, they're not the typical, like everybody assumes, that they're so submissive, weak, and they like uh, they like being the doormat. Not at all. A lot of these, typically they're women that are in the submissive roles. And there's a lot of guys in this area of lifestyle too. But dismissive women, 
primarily, like I said, they're typically more sexually confident and comfortable with their own sexuality uh, than the typical woman out there. So, you know, you look at the hook. Is this, is the book, The Fifty Shades, is it mostly about, is it a love fantasy? Or is it a battle, a cat and mouse battle between domination, control, submissive, or is it all rolled into one? And how many people out there have maybe been in this lifestyle before? Okay. How many people out there have even thought about it, right? And there's always people out there, everyone jokes around it that, you know, how many women out there love their ass being spanked, right? I always say, yeah, you want one cheek or two, right? You want one hand or both hands to spank you. You, some women, they sort of, it puts a little bit of excitement in there. That little bit of sting, I'm not, you know, not the full-blooded pain of sadism and masochism, but, you know, sometimes that pain enlightens it sort of brings your senses alive if you will and some people find that very pleasurable that they can maybe release a lot more endorphins your serotonin levels spike right so it could be a mix of all this and your endorphins right they kick up so they're saying a little bit of pain can also increase you know sexual pleasure and is there truth in that? Again, this is very individualized. And, you know, you look at, does great sex equal pain? A lot of people in the uh, S&M, you know, B&D movement, and in this type of laughs, lifestyle, they believe that, right? That's what they feel, that great sex equals pain. Or... Maybe you can't have great sex without a little bit of pain. So, how many people are down with that, if you will? Or how many people think it's sort of whacked? And not only with the Fifty Shades of Grey, the secretary, you know, you talk James Pater character. And God, I can't remember for the life of me who played uh, the secretary in the role. But, you know... People that haven't seen the movie, I don't want to spoil it from you, but um, it's the same development where he loved control. He wanted to control. Everything had to be neat. He almost had an OCD to germs, to neatness. Everything had to be just right, just perfect. And it's almost like a perfect mix. And she loved to be spanked. She loved to be... Punished, if you will. And sort of, her punishment actually was like a physical pleasure as well. So, a lot of people out there are going to say that's wrong, that's nasty, that's crude, that's rule. But you have to remember, a lot of these in this lifestyle, they are submitting to it. They are consenting. Got it? There's a big difference between this Everybody tries to draw parallel lines or, you know, I'll say parallel lines to being in an abusive relationship. This is totally different because in an abusive relationship, that is not consented. 
It's not consented that, oh, I consent that he beats my ass. You know, that's different and that's a lot more twisted, unhealthy, whatever. But in the S&M B&D, as in uh, Fifty Shades trilogies, it's consented. It's consensual about the submissive, about the role-playing going on. It's consented between adults. That's a huge difference than in abuse of full-blown abusive relationships, okay? So going back, you know, to this in the book, is it, you know, what is it, what is an enticement? And how many women out there like their, you know, like their nipples maybe pinched a little bit, like nipple clips, or some women love uh, not so much plastic, but the old, I don't even know if you can buy them anymore, but the wooden uh, clothespins on their nipples, you know, a little bit of pain, they sort of love that, and that even intensified the sensual pleasure that they get, a little bit of pain, a little bit of pleasure, and so many women like that, you know, now guys out there, how many Guys would want your wife or girlfriend to sort of be like Anna, to be submissive. And would you be man enough if they desired and craved that? Would you be man enough to do it? Would you be man enough to play the Christian Grey role? Would you be the man to be confident enough to carry those out? The pinch your wife's nipples, you know? Ow, ow, and it's not, ooh. It's actually painful, but pleasure, pleasurable. And what about the boundaries in place? Uh, you know, safe words. Those are huge. Everybody talks about, you know, whatever the safe word is. You know, cake, bumblebee, flower, butterfly. Everybody's got their safe words, so there's actually no, you know, no significant harm or pain um, that's done. Okay. Remember now. Getting into this role, you talk about would you want your wife, girlfriend, or would you think that's slutty, dirty, sort of animalistic? Not only that, how many guys out there that might have daughters growing up? I don't mean to be sick. And what about the wives out there? Mothers that have, say, teenage daughters that read the Fifty Shades of Grey out there, how many would you advocate that your daughters read it and maybe to enlighten them on their own sexuality oh my god teens and sex we can't talk about that why it's out there it's all around us people and if you're not aware of it your head's in the sand big time um not every teen is sexually active but you look at this would you promote this would you allow say if you had a 16 you know, 17, you're going to sneak anyways. But how many would let their 15, 16-year-old daughter see the upcoming movie? Or maybe if you saw them read the book, you ground them, take it away, that's bad, that's nasty. There's a lot of boundary issues in place here. And, you know, the what's your moral fiber versus, you know, is this a lot of people, religious zealots out there, that might think this is the devil's worship. Um, it's it's not. It's not at all. And if it's consensual between two adults, then what is wrong with it? 
And there could be a lot of people that just believe sex is not for physical pleasure, even in now nowadays that it's all about, you know, conceptualization, making babies. Not at all. I, my firm belief, and it could be biased, I'm going to be honest, um, or judgment, that, you know, the sensuality in sex should be enjoyed, no matter if you're in the S&M, B&D, or not at all. That's not for you. And I'm saying, like I said, it's not for everybody. I'm not. I'll be honest. I'm not into it. Um, but for everybody that is into it, it's not to discourage that. If you want to explore it, how can you explore it in that safe, in a safe way and not crossing the lines where it gets too out of hand, if you will, where it gets dangerous? And there's a big thing out there, and it's sort of sad part of this and the control and all this is the asphyxiation or the choking during sex. And we all know, you know, if people know, you know, the karate, not the karate kid, I'm sorry, um, Kung Fu, there we go. David Carradine was one, you know, that was asphyxiating during self-pleasure, and he died. And so it can be a very dangerous thing. They think it's an arousal when you're almost getting choked out, and it highlights and increases the orgasms. It's very dangerous, right? Other aspects, you know, if you wanted to explore this, a lot of wives might want to explore this, especially reading the Fifty Shades. And they all have limits. You don't have to go into full-blown... Um, S&M, the sadism, masochism, where you have to get in the whips and chains, not at all. You might want to try more bondage, being tied up, tying your partner up, um, maybe tickling it a little bit. That can be a form of torture, too, that, you know, you get so ticklish, almost becomes painful, where you almost wet yourself, right? You can go up to those boundaries, if you will, but you set them. You set what is healthy for you. And you can also increase the boundaries or go and say, you know, and back them off. Like I said, the use of safe words, safe no's. And the old scenario is, right? No, no, stop, stop. Don't, 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 don't stop. Don't stop. You know, that fine line between yes and no. And you have to be very, very clear, or it can end up in a very, very dangerous situation, especially with the full-blown S&M out there, okay? Hopefully you're enjoying the show. Again, check out my uh, Facebook, The Art of Relationships, and check out my uh, website, please, theartofrelationships.guru, G-U-R-U. I welcome everybody. I'm going to take a short breather. Hopefully everybody's enjoying the show. 586-840-8608. Call me after the break. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you. I see the light in your eyes. It blinds like the sun. A dark indentation in me. A closed wound has you. And now it's a scar I've fallen for you And I've fallen hard I don't praise myself falling down 
Cause you're one in a million I'll hold my opinion Regardless of what they say The cold of winter makes me numb to the fact That you're not coming back You're not coming back to me I don't break myself falling down I come running back to you You see me now Always come running back to you You see me now Always come running back to you This is uh, Greg Dzinski on our Relationships Radio Show, uh, 586-840-8608. This is the Arita Relationships Radio Show, talking about uh, the 50 shades of filth, or does it kick up a little bit of desire in you ladies and gentlemen out there? Um, you know, Left off, you know, how many guys out there would like to expand, you know, their sexual prowess, if you will, or desires, and would you be okay if your wife's or girlfriend's wanted to kick it up a notch and explore a little bit of bondage or S&M, or think of the mother of your baby wanting to, maybe she wanted to be the dominatrix, ooh, would you be okay with that? Or she wanted to be submissive. Oh my God, it's a mother of my child. I can't do that. Hmm. Is she still a sexual being? Is she still a woman? Does she still have burning desires and want to explore further? Ooh. Have you asked? Are you too chicken shit to ask? Ladies, how many of you want to explore this, but you might be afraid you're going to be viewed as a slut, a nymphal, 
Oh, wait. I always say I'm on a nympho, but only a nympho with me. Oh, wait. That's my own shit. But uh, talking about, you know, with that, what would make you more comfortable bringing up? You know what? I'd love you to uh, spank my ass. I'd love you to, you know, try tying me up. Right? Pinching my nipples and see. Um, a lot of women, believe it or not, through self-exploration, they might pinch their own nipples. And that my famous, or not my famous term, you know, menage de moi about masturbation and self-pleasuring. You know, a lot of women might practice squeezing, you know, squeezing their breasts, pinching their nipples more. And it brings more of a highlighted arousal to them. And some guys want their nipples tweaked. A little bit too. So it's funny that fine line between pain and pleasure. And I, I always, old adage growing up, we used to say, you know, almost like a hangnail. You know, you pull it, sort of feels good, sort of hurts, <laughs> you know, a hangnail. But um, the same type of scenario. And what do you think are, you know, what are, where's the fine line or the boundaries where? The integration of pain and pleasure is especially with, you know, the S&M bondage and stuff. But bondage not necessarily is pain. It's one avenue or if you want to say a level up. Some people are okay into the bondage and that, but they're not going to go full into, you know, any type of inflicting a little bit of slapping, spanking, uh, you know, whatever people are into as in the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy. You know, I talked about the the movie the secretary you know she would you know towards the end of the movie she would purposely uh messy the desk um maybe not just dress appropriate and when they moved in together you know she would purposely dirty you know not make the bed properly so she would get spanked because she was horny and she'd love that the thrill that that pain brought you know she had a favorite brush uh where she liked getting spanked with the hairbrush in the movie and so how many women are out there that are into that but you want to be into that or maybe you were into that in a previous relationship and you loved it or maybe aspects of it but you don't want you wanna ugh, you're afraid to bring that up in a new relationship um, thinking, oh, he's going to think about my past relationship, you know, oh my God, he's going to think I'm a deviant, I'm all this. What would you be able to do to talk about, to bring it up safely, right? You know what, I'd like to try this, but he might think I'm a tramp. Maybe he might be into it. And if he thinks you're a tramp, what could we do? Ah, I said we, I'm here to help, to say it isn't, it's part of your own sexuality, and it doesn't make you a tramp or a whore. It just means you like something different than the norm, right? And the big kicker is you're not hurting anybody else. And you're not, I want to say, you might be inflicting pain, but you're not hurting yourself, right? So, and there's so many moral judges out there, right? Throughout society, it could be parents, life, um, friends, whatever, they want to judge. Oh my God, you're into that, you're a deviant, you're all this. It's almost the same scenario with sexual orientation, right? Oh my God, if they're gay or lesbian, they're bad, it's a disease. We can't have our kids go near them, right? Because it might turn them gay. It's, it's a bunch of crap and it's a bunch of 
uneducated, very biased, judgmental, simple-minded people out there that they try to inflict their safety zones and their, or I should say their comfort levels on everybody else because they're so afraid to expand their own or to involve their own, okay? Um, you know, and also with, I talked about, you know, a while ago before the first break, you know, the difference between abuse and S&M, I said, it's consensual, right? How many people in the, you know, they read the books, the trilogies and looked at that, was Christian Grace character, was he very manipulative and was he sort of a trickster, right? Or was he actually just being honest and blunt and up front how he liked it, what he wanted? Now, is that being manipulation? Do you have a right to say no? Like again, Anna's character, she wasn't a doormat. You know, she come across as naive, meek, in a way, you know, uh, in the literature, a literature artist, if you will, um, or going to be. She was a student. But you look at, did part of her, was she intrigued by it? Did she have a desire, an inner depth of her that was sort of intrigued by Christian Grey, his mannerisms, and maybe she wanted to be controlled, maybe she wanted to be sort of experience this lifestyle. Part of her was, oh no, 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 I'm a good girl, I'm a good girl, but yeah, I'd like to be bad. How many women out there would love that? You know, they sort of look at that aspect. They look at that aspect, you know, ooh, it's good to be bad. But what would it take to experience this, to sort of grow and evolve on this, okay? And how many people, you know, how many women out there, how many guys would love to hear these lines, you know, take on, you know, right from the book as well, you know, I'm going to spank you now and fuck you hard. How many women would love to hear that? Shit. How many guys would love to hear that? Well, maybe not I want maybe not the spank aspect, but the the latter part of that. Hell, yeah, I'd love to hear that. That would be a huge turn on. Greg, I want to fuck you hard. That is hot if a woman, you know, a woman would <laughs> would say that. I think a lot of us guys would be okay, okay, okay. <laughs> We'd be all into it. You know, and you look at the psychological Entrapment, if you were entrenched aspects in this, that, you know, Christian's inability, I talked about this a bit, that he didn't like to be touched. And people that tend to be controlling, they tend to be wanting everything, I wouldn't say their way, but tend to be OCD. Oh my God, you look at, um, oh, I can't even think on the good bang. Good bang theory. I apologize. I had a brain fart. I can't even think of his name now. Anyways, <laughs> you, um, you know, he don't want to be touched. He's always controlling. OCD wants everything his way. Um, a lot of people like that. They're afraid. A lot of them, they might grow up with a lack of intimacy. They might not have been hugged, been nurtured that way in a physical sense growing up. That's the old stereotype 
adage, right? Maybe some people are, and they just, they're born this way, where they just don't like the physical, not the physical pleasures of sex like Christian Grey, and inflicting that on somebody else, but he also liked the physical pleasure of sex, but he didn't didn't tend to like the emotional closeness. He said, I don't like to make love. I like to fuck. There's a, is there a huge difference? And if somebody is in that, you know, during S&M, you know, during the bondage aspect, do you, you know, do you still have the emotional connection and the emotional desires for each other? You know, is that okay? Is that, um, is that what you want? Do you want the emotional disconnect and it's just physical? Some people are okay with that. Like I said, I'm not here, I don't judge, I'm not biased regarding this aspect. But I'm looking at, you know, would you want a character like Christian in the first book that it's all basically all physical and controlling and he would not be vulnerable? And a big thing, I think if he fell into it, like later on in the other two books, he might have been coming into being more touched, losing control a little bit, and it might have been freaking him out a little bit and becoming vulnerable. Can you be vulnerable and still maintain control? That's the big kicker in this lifestyle. Is this the big kicker in the lifestyle? That once you lose, sort of, you become free. Ah, right? Fifty Shades of Freed, the last book in the series. Do you, is that emotional freedom? Not only sexual freedom, but it's an emotional freedom where you're submissive and you can be vulnerable. Remember I said at the beginning that submissive women in this lifestyle tend to be the most confident sexually. They know what they want. They know what they like. And they're okay with that. They're confident in that. That is awesome, man. Many props to women out there like that. And just even if they're that way without being in the lifestyle. I'm not saying um, women that aren't in the S&M and bondage aren't confident. But it tends to be more so people are in this lifestyle that are submissive. They tend to be the most confident. And a lot of people don't think that. So, you know... Can you be vulnerable in this lifestyle, play the submissive role, and can you sort of flip it up? And maybe if you're used to being a dom dominator, dominatrix, female aspect, can you play the submissive role? Or would that just for the creep you out or freak you out that you, you're not safe enough? Being the dominator could be easy, right? For a lot of people. You maintain, you withhold your feelings, your emotions. It's just you trying to control. But let's face it, you're OCD with trying to control. Is that actually an emotion? Huh. I think it is an emotion, isn't it? Your sort of, your need, your innate craving the control that you can't handle anything that isn't controlled in your own realm that is an emotion what would happen if you reverse that and you become the submissive run 
Would you be so uncomfortable that you would pull out, oh, I'm not into this anymore? Hmm. Or would that be somewhat of a sad, sad occurrence? Some things to think about and ponder. Okay? So maybe if you want to expand into this realm, talk to your partner about this, right? And some thoughts to think about. Are you going to promote this movie to your teenage daughter? Are you going to say, uh, stay away from that. I'd rather you not go see that. Hmm. Is it their sexuality? Or is it yours? Is it your own morals and values? And you say, although oh, have time enough to explore that. Hmm. Again, boundaries are important. Safe words are important. I'm going to sign off. Everybody have a happy Sunday evening. And I will see you Wednesday hump night. And I think I'm going to hit on, like I mentioned last week, get in with a couple weeks of school on their belt. I'm going to sort of flip it up a little bit and try to hit on more teen issues. Like I said about a month ago, I promised to come back and hit on that and get on the bullying aspect. And there are some sick, I'm going to be honest, some sick kids or animals, I call them, uh, with an autistic kid. That was on Facebook that uh, tricked them into the bucket, um, the ice bucket thing. And it was just horrific. And those teens, I know I'm a professional, but they need their asses beat. So how politically correct is that? Absolutely not. But anyways, that's that's me not being politically correct, okay? Much love to everybody out there. Thanks again for all your support. Thanks for listening. And adios, people. I will catch you Wednesday night. Take care. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor, Greg Dazinskis, also known as Master G, the art of relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G.